Welcome back to the Ryan Houston Show. <laughs> the property development, all things are uh, residential, commercial, and um, getting everything in place to find your next development site. Absolutely, the development show. Absolutely. Mate, um, I just wanted to quickly talk about finding the site, which we, let's say hypothetically, we've done our, um, we've done our sourcing, we've found a property that stacks up on paper, so you've done your feasibility, um, you've gone to your, your property software that you potentially use. Um, so on paper, it's starting to stack up. So now that we've driven out to the site and we're starting to look at the, the, the actual site in ways where it could and couldn't work, what are some things to look out for, such as trees, yeah. slope and block? Mm. Well, you've hit the nail on the head just there. Trees is a big one. Uh, you've got to ensure that uh, you have a fair understanding of, of the trees because uh, the council, it's, it's quite a difficult um, scenario uh, removing trees, okay? You, you typically do need to go through a, a process to get that approval. Probably the biggest one is is on paper, you know, where the stormwater and, and sewer is running. Typically you can find the sewer line not too bad in the contract of sale. The stormwater is really the big one though, or an easement. Some blocks that I see is that um, you, 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 your stormwater egress may be going through a neighbor's block. Now, one thing you need to be very careful of is that if that's the case, uh, you want to be building that relationship fast with that neighbour. That neighbour can actually legally uh, reject your, your, your request of actually digging a hole in their backyard uh, to get the egress out to the street. Um, so you need to ensure that that's, that's a big one. Now, typically when I'm looking on paper uh, and there is an easement or a stormwater next door, that's raising large alarm bells, but remember, not only you will see that, every other developer will see that as well. So if you can manage that relationship or, or come to an agreement before the deal, well that could actually put you in a massive leg up because everyone else is just wiping that all together. Another big one to look out for is asbestos on the property. You can't really see that online. You really need to get to the property and, and see because the cost of the demolition can really raise in that, in that aspect. Um, and another big one as well, and for the viewers, uh, dial before you dig. Um, it's a great application that you can plug in any address and it will then spit back to you uh, all of the services located close. We had one at New Lambton recently and I won't give the exact address because one of our developers bought it, but one of the largest gas lines were actually going through the property and you would never have found that out. Uh, unless you did do the dial before you dig. And the setbacks off the back of those gas lines are quite substantial. So what happens is that actually the highest and best use of the site, if there was no gas line, you might have been able to get 10 townhomes. With this gas line, you're probably looking at seven to eight townhomes. So it's a massive, massive difference for the end acquisition price if you are to go buy that piece of land. Gotcha. So obviously doing your due diligence, super critical. Um, when, when looking at, at sites. But let's talk about some other things such as the, the sloping block and why is that so important, you know, sloping away from the road? Yeah, well, I mean, the plumbers on the channel here will, will let you know better uh, than me, but um, being a previous plumber, I remember a common saying that uh, two things uh, plumbers need to know is payday is Thursday and, <laughs> and shit runs downhill. So it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, water, you need a fall, it's a natural fall. Uh, it's both sewer and, and stormwater. Well, stormwater, you can have what we call charged lines, uh, which the water tank will, will charge up the downpipes 
and essentially then provide a, 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 a surge of that water to release. But typically, it requires a fall. So one thing to look at straight away is that if the blocks fall into the street, uh, majority of the time, the, 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 the runoff will go to the street and it will safely run off into the, the natural infrastructure or the, the council's infrastructure in the streets. When you have a block that's falling away, uh, some councils will allow a pump out, some will not. Uh, here locally, uh, we have one council that won't allow a pump up unless there's like an absolute massive submission and I know it's a big, um, a big issue to do that, but I know there's some great engineers who will do it especially the one downstairs to where we are, we'll do it. Um, so it's, so when you are having a block that is sloped the wrong way, once again, alarm bells, because you need to disperse of that water somewhere. Now, if there's a shaft in someone else's block and you need to get access to that, well, that next door neighbor can, can say no, and then you need to come into a resolution of negotiation. And I've heard stories that there's been $30,000 payments just to dig a hole in the backyard to get access to a sewer shaft, for example, to then be able to plug into your sewer. So like things like this to look out for, but the best sites are the, typically the ones that are falling to the street. Well, it sounds like using your, your natural habitat to your advantage. Absolutely. And to, uh, I guess, have as less hairs on the property as possible. Well, that's right. But I did say on another podcast as well, is that the more hairs, well, the less competition. So if you're a master at, um, at mitigating these risks at mitigating these hairs is what we call them in this space you are you are going to be able to find opportunities with less competition which typically with less competition means that you potentially might be able to buy the blocks for much cheaper and that's where being a great developer and having the time and, and using your brain ram to to, have to, to to mitigate each one of those risks that's where you can really make some good money in this space. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that the, obviously the higher you go up on the, on the level scale, the more experienced you are, um, the type of blocks or, or sites you can look at in a different way, because um, obviously there's some, um, some money to be made on, on properties that potentially don't stack up in some developer's eyes. Absolutely. And when it comes to experience with any field, but there's always something new that will come up in every DA submission. Uh, every DA condition, something new will come up. We had one recently where uh, a laneway was too skinny and we had to do a slew path analysis to get the waste out. Now, not one book has ever told us about that or not one story that I've heard about that as well um, to just have a, a garbage truck come out. We thought we had a resolution in relation to a private uh, enterprise who would be able to remove the, the bin waste. However, the council wouldn't allow that. They wanted one of their huge 12-meter trucks to come up this little white lane. So things like this, after doing more deals, you're seeing more DA conditions, you're learning faster. And that's where any new developer, I would highly suggest you start small because some of these bigger ones, it just gets all too complicated and you can get yourself in a bit of spot and bother. Okay? It does sound good, it sounds too good to be true sometimes being a developer, but you speak to any of them, they're facing challenges themselves, especially in this landscape where construction prices have risen astronomically and sale rates have dropped astronomically as well. So we have this massive divide that's happening and vendors' expectations are still quite high. So it's a very interesting space right now when we're seeing developers right now with four pre-sales out of the seven calling me up now and saying, unfortunately, we can't get this job done the bank won't allow me to get the construction loan. 
So now I've got a site that's pretty much de-risked and I'm trying to put it out to my builder developers and I no doubt will sell it, but it's just the interesting times that I haven't seen for two, two and a half years. Yeah, wow. Once again, wealth of knowledge, mate. Learning everything, everything new under the sun with uh, Ryan Houston. Hey, Dan, where can we find you on, on the socials? Yeah, you can look up Ryan Houston or at Ryan Houston PRD is probably the best on Instagram. Or just type in Ryan Houston on Facebook, you'll see me there as well. Uh, or you can share my number also, just call me direct. Beautiful. Thanks, man. This is general advice and does not take into consideration your objectives, situation or needs. You should consider if this advice is suitable to you or your circumstances and please read any applicable PDS beforehand. This is a Henderson podcast production.